Now on the air from the state of Florida, where our 45th president temporarily resides until his triumphant return to that big house on Pennsylvania Avenue in 2024. Once again, it's time for the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler podcast. Here are the three patriots who will keep Flagler County red while making America great again. Your host, Trump Club President Mike McElroy, along with Trump Club Vice President and Palm Coast City Councilman Ed Danko, and Trump Club Board Director, better known as the Shadow Mayor of Palm Coast, Alan Lowe. Hey everyone, it's Ed Danko along with Mike and Alan. Um, here once again with the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler podcast. So um, I guess we'll start with a little breaking news. Uh, who wants to go first? Okay, uh, breaking news. We're back in the U.S., and it's much better than any other country in the world. You just got back from uh, Germany. Germany, yeah. Uh, and, uh, Germany's a beautiful country, really nice people, but they've got COVID brain over there, and uh, it's, it's insane. You actually, they have signs on the doors. You cannot enter the grocery store, any restaurant, any store, candy store, doesn't matter. You cannot enter the store unless you have your vaccine passport with you and you're wearing a mask. Well, it sounds like New York or L.A. Uh, yes, but this is the entire country. It's, it's, it's insanity. It's and, insanity. And you obviously, it's a long flight, right, from here yeah, to... Yeah, ten, ten and a half hours. Well, nine and a half hours that way, ten and a half With, with a mask on? Yes. You have to wear a mask the entire flight, unless you're eating. So if you... So you ate your way across the Atlantic. Uh, no 20, 20 extra pounds by the time <laughs> the plane landed. <laughs> he likes ice cream anyway. Yeah, yeah well, you know. Um, well, uh, you can tell us a little bit more about your trip in a while because our guest today has something to do with your trip. Yes. But before we get to the guest, um, another breaking news item is Councilman Eddie Burkino announced at this city hall city council meeting on Tuesday that he would not be running for re-election unless, unless, uh, extremists, which, uh, I think we can, Eddie having been a, a lifelong Democrat until he ran in 16 means conservative. You can just insert that. Anybody from our club or anybody with conservative views would be an extremist, according to Eddie. So, uh, and then, but he wanted to be of equal opportunity, and he said he would protect the city from left-wing extremists as well, although he's not as clear about who the left-wing extremists are. So he's going to protect us from Flagler Fake News Live and Pierre Tristan? I don't think so. No. But so, so he announced this uh, at uh, the city council meeting? Yes, on Tuesday. Isn't he the one that complains all the time about politics at the dais? Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I think personal <laughs> politics uh, gets an exemption if there is. Oh, okay. Well, so, um, but uh, we'll see what he ends up doing. If he doesn't run, and uh, maybe we'll have him here as a guest. That would be fun. Well, let's open open the uh, open the invitation up to him. Absolutely, Eddie. If I you're mean, out there, to, to if you're listening, or one of your friends are listening, you, you're welcome to these microphones anytime. Well, you once you're off a of council, if you don't run, because we can't have these conversations. That's true. Yeah, sunshine. that would be sunshine. Uh, however, Melissa Holland, if you're out there listening, you are always welcome to be a guest on our show. We would love to have you. I, I know you miss me, so uh, give me a shout. We'll set it up. Yeah. We'll take the, the handcuffs off, and she can sit here as a free person. <laughs> she still has to wear the stripes. Well, suit, you though, know. Right? Yeah. I mean, something. Whatever they dress them in, I don't know. But I um, uh, haven't seen her. She's not been around. No. Well. Oh, well. Say, oh, well. <laughs> 
We uh, had a very good Trump Club meeting uh, the other day with uh, Ed Steelman showing his uh, voter fraud that mm-hmm. he, he's been investigating. With Defend Florida? With Defend Florida, yeah. Yeah, so Defend Florida has been not only in Flagler County, where Eddie is concerned, but all over the state. And what they've been doing is canvassing a, a lot of voter addresses. And what they found is that uh, out of, I think they said, 13 million votes some, cast some. in Florida, about 1 million of them are either ghost registrations or the addresses are no good or they're dead. Yeah, he, uh, ma- he mentioned, what, 82 voters registered to a single boat slip in a marina? Yes, he mentioned that. He mentioned vacant lot registration. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he mentioned, obviously, uh, as I said, dead people. Well, thank um, God there was no voter fraud. Oh, thank God. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So what they are proposing and what they have uh, asked people to do is support legislation that they currently are trying to get passed in the Florida State Legislature. Uh, if you go to our Flagler, the number four Trump, Facebook page, you can actually see the um, the legislation that they're proposing. They have met with one of our reps, uh, Senator Travis Hudson. I believe they're still trying to meet with uh, Paul soon to be Speaker of the House, Paul Renner, uh, to to try to get this legislation moved along. Now, that said, the RPOF is pushing mail-in balloting, so. I don't understand. Uh, I don't know, you know, where that's going to go, but the legislation that they've proposed, uh, I would suggest if you're out there listening that you contact either Senator or actually both Senator Travis Hudson and Paul Renner, who are our local representatives, uh, and and urge them to pass that legislation in Tallahassee. Yeah, we need to lock it down. We do, absolutely. Well, um, moving forward, okay. I think we'll get to our guest today. I will let you introduce our guest, Alan, because you have a special relationship. I, I, I know her. You know her. Yeah. Yes. So today's guest is going to be Grit Ellis, uh, also known as my fiance. And uh, we just got back from Germany, but she is German, grew up behind the wall in East Germany, and sees a lot of similarities between what happened over there back then and the direction we're heading here. Now, so hello. introduce yourself. Oh, hello. Well, I'm <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> hello, Grit. Welcome. Hi, Mike. You might want to start by giving, uh, you know, I know Alan knows you well, and you right. know, he did say fiancé, so you have time to reconsider. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, do you, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, what you're doing here and now and, you know, a little bit of your background. Right. Well, I grew up in East Germany, and I was very lucky and fortunate that I was able to leave East Germany before the wall came down in 87. The wall finally came down in 89, so I saw both sides of Germany and the difference firsthand. And um, right after I left East Germany in September of 89, my back then fiancé brought me to the United States greatest country in the world, and I believed it back then, I believe it now, and I'm very happy to be here. I'm living now in Florida since 2002, and I work in this county as a realtor since 2004, and I love it. And you, if folks want to utilize your realty uh, services, where can they contact you? 
Well, they can look at my website, which is gridalice at coldwellbankerrealty.com. My phone number is 386-793-9798. My email address is my name, gridalice at gmail.com. And I welcome everybody who wants to hear my expertise and help them find their dream home in Flagler County. But you're not selling any homes or property to those Democrat, liberal, socialists from New York, right? We're not going to New York or Florida. No, we are not. Um, I mean, I've been selling properties to New Yorkers, but they are very conservative, and they come here specifically because of our freedoms and liberties we are still having and because they love DeSantis and they want to have what we have. Greatest governor ever. They're fleeing New York like you fled. You're an ex-New Yorker. I'm an ex-New Yorker. That's why we left. But they come here, they get vetted. I have to get first uh, their alignments. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, ba- back in East Germany, um, did your uh, your brother was captured, right, trying to escape? Yes, and that was. I was thinking about this. I think it was either seventy nine or 80, 1980. and uh, he was eighteen years old. He tried to get out of East Germany. He just walked through. D- towards the woods, uh, through the Czech Republic area, and was hoping he would end up in Austria. It was in the winter time. He fell asleep in the snow, and when he woke up, he was surrounded by Czech police, which took him straight back to East Germany. And uh, he went to jail for one and a half years in East Germany. And uh, my family spent all the family jewelries, and we scraped together every penny we could to bail him out because in West Germany there was a very famous attorney who did nothing but bailing out political prisoners from East Germany. And uh, so we, we paid all the money we had to get him out of East Germany, and he was able to leave after one and a half years. So they captured him and brought him back while he was trying to escape because they didn't want him to leave. Right. But if you gave them enough money, you could buy his freedom, and then he could leave. Yes, West Germany... Uh, was actually spending a lot of money on the prisoners and the individual families had to spend the money. But also West Germany was uh, spending lots of money to get these political prisoners out of East Germany. And the East Germans were happy to take... The the currency, yes. And that was another thing. They wanted the West German currency. So they had all kinds of treaties, like sending packages for Christmas and stuff... Every package that was sent was paid for by the West German government to give East Germany currency they could operate in the free world with. For every letter that made it to East German families, the West German government paid to keep it going. So they were subsidizing yes. the communist regime. Well, yes, which yes, because they wanted the currency, which well, they otherwise would not have had. No one wanted the communist currency. so No, it was so worthless. They had to subsidize that in order to, uh, to to sustain, as they did with most socialists. And East Germany was very close to the North Korean and uh, Cuban model of uh, socialism, even maybe more so than the Soviet Union was at that time. Probably. Looking at what's happening in Cuba right now, I think we were very close to the Cuban model. We, uh, I traveled to East Germany in 19, I think it's 71, it might have been 72. Right. Uh, I came from uh, Cologne, you know, in the west. Right. By train. Right. And so they stopped that train, I don't want to say every station, but probably m- most of the stations. 
And when that train stopped, came out the guard dogs, the uh, security police, who then went through the train. Uh, is that the kind of atmosphere that you saw growing up? Growing up, we didn't see that. But if you want to pass the border, that's what's happening. And when I passed the border going from East Germany uh, into the free world to West Germany, that's what they did. The train went very, very slow for quite a long time. It was only 30 kilometers, which is probably, what, like 18 miles trip from where I was living to West Germany, which is unbelievable how close we were together in some areas. And they would go through the train with dogs, with, with German shepherds, um, they would test the walls. They would go with mirrors under the train. Uh, it, it, it was crazy. And when I was visiting later from West Germany, coming back to East Germany, I experienced firsthand how they took a car apart because they would take everything. They would pick up the seats under, and uh, you couldn't bring any magazine. You were not allowed to bring music, no tapes, no nothing. You couldn't bring anything that would show the East German people what life outside East Germany was actually like. So when they took the car apart... Took four hours. <laughs> who put it back together? Well, they kind of put it back together, but then the rest you have to do yourself. They might have missed a few spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So could you, while in East Germany growing up, could you get West German TV? Well, we did get it, but we had to tweak the antennas quite a bit. It was not allowed. And we actually had people in the neighborhood designated to go around, check the antennas, which way they were pointing. So if your antenna pointed the wrong way, you got a knock on the door telling you, you better turn your antenna because it's going the wrong way. What about radio broadcasts? Same thing. We wouldn't get it unless, well, we had our little ways of getting it. So we had a, a homemade antenna with some uh, aluminum paper at the end, which we would hang out the window. And we would actually get uh, a radio station from Bavaria, which we were listening to, and sometimes from Middle Germany. Uh, I think we also had Rias back then at Berlin, West Berlin station. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it was not allowed, really, and you weren't allowed to talk about it when you were listening to it. And the scary thing is you weren't even sometimes safe talking about it with him family. So if you, speaking of that, so you, you had neighbors watching you yeah and and you uh, you know everybody watching each other to make sure nobody broke the rules something Constantly. like uh, maybe what you know the covid people are doing now when when if you're not wearing your mask at the right time they lose their mind and you're the not wearing a mask right now this is my mask oh that is yeah, your yeah, mask. Yeah. Oh, okay <laughs> The Get a interesting one. thing is, <laughs> the only way you would be able to get ahead in East Germany, since we all had nothing, uh, we all had to work, so work was not something you were able to choose. Everybody had to work. Everybody had pretty much a roof over their head, but you wouldn't get paid. Well, they, they're doing better than Biden I doing know. right <laughs> now. Yeah, I true. mean, but on that note, we're going to just pause because okay. we have bills to pay to around here. Oh, okay. So we're going to get a word from our uh, sponsors, and then we'll be right back back are you twisted enough for twisted minds escape rooms then check us out at twistedminds.com and book an adventure today you can choose between camp calico or the mysteries of vanished how about travel back in time to 1840s california and visit digger's general store get ready coming late spring early summer 2021 a little bit of mayhem at twisted minds escape rooms in palm coast Check us out at twistedminds.com or give us a call at 888-92-TWIST. We'll be waiting. 
Tired of sitting at home restless? Need to exercise? Playing golf is one of the best ways to stay fit, and golf courses are one of the safest places to be. The gorgeous 18-hole Gary Player-designed Cypress Snow Golf Course is open to the public. Enjoy your game in the heart of Palm Coast, surrounded by nine glimmering lakes and plenty of wildlife. Your safe and healthy choice is Cypress Knoll Golf. Voted the most beautiful course in Flagler County. Call to book your tee time, 437-5807. That's 437-5807. All right, we are back with our guest, Grit Ellis, uh, who grew up in East Germany, uh, came to America. She loves America. Um, You were just telling us about in East Germany, everyone had a job, but you didn't really get to pick what your job was. Uh, What was your job? Well, my job was uh, to work in a textile factory. But to say why? Now, what were you studying in school first? Well, I wasn't studying in school, but I had applied in school for a job in administration. But after my brother jumped uh, the border and was a political prisoner, I was denied the job I had actually been approved for. So they punished the family. Yes, they punished the family. And um, so I was offered a job in a textile factory or a fish factory. Well, you, you were you offered the job or told to pick? I was told to pick, yes. Right. Between the two. So I picked And this the was for the rest of your life, supposedly. Supposedly, supposedly, yes. I picked the textile, hoping it was less stinky than fish, <laughs> which it wasn't. <laughs> it was very Just stinky. a different smell, huh? <laughs> Just a different. Well, you know, sheep don't smell that good after all. <laughs> did, did you, um, I, I'm curious, when I spent uh, close to a year in the Soviet Union during the fall of communism there, and there was tremendous food shortages. Yes. Um, you'd go out to a restaurant, be a nice-looking restaurant off a of Red Square. They hand you a menu, had all kinds of items, but there was only one item there that you exactly. were going to get that night. And it, we used to call it mystery meat because we didn't even know what it was. <laughs> That's kind Did of you have those type of shortages in yes. East Germany with food? Did you have to yes. stand in line to oh, yes. shop? We, and absolutely. We had to travel actually from one end of the city to another just to buy maybe oranges once a year or bananas. And when something like that showed up, everybody would know, but we had no telephone. So it was just word of mouth like my mom would come running home from work when she knew we were back from school, telling us, you know what, uh, at the end of uh, this uh, road, you have to go, you have to take the tram for two hours, and then you walk 15 minutes to this store, and they are selling oranges today. So here is the money, go stand in line. And we would run, we would sit there, and then you would get to the counter, and they would say, oh, I'm sorry, we just sold out. Happened many times. You had no telephones? Nope, we had no telephones. You had to have... um, a special application. My grandmother had a telephone. I still don't know how she managed to get that, but we didn't. We never did. And um, so we had to just work around these things. So everything was with a delay. Sometimes my mom would come running home and say, you know what, in the next town over from Leipzig, called Halle, there was a store selling jeans, pants, blue jeans. Blue jeans? Yeah. We didn't have blue jeans. So everybody would get on the train, go to that one store, and try to grab a pair of blue jeans. Didn't matter what size, as long as you got one, because you could always trade it later. <laughs> that yeah. is so true. Yeah, that and so we grew true. up so on, on apples, potatoes, and cabbage. So communist countries are good at shortages. Uh, yes. Kind of, well, kind of like Joe Biden. Yeah. Right? Is that, yeah, you know, food <laughs> is that what Christmas is shaping up to look like under, yeah. only if you buy now? 
Yeah, we are I, getting there. I was uh, I was at a gas station a couple of days ago, and I posted this on Facebook. You guys yeah, that was probably fun. I saw it. Yeah. I mean, and apparently these stickers of Joe Biden po- pointing at the price of gas, saying, "You know, I did this." You know, yeah. you can buy those on Amazon. I'm, I'm I don't told. buy from cool. Amazon so, anymore. But apparently, that's where you can buy it from. And, and right. I don't know. I'm thinking of getting about I think a thousand I, of that's them. How start passing. Trump Club them out. should do that. Yeah. Pass them out there. Well, and, right. and that's that's what you get when uh, you know you have energy policies uh that that instead of what we had in the prior administration where we had a, an abundance of right uh it, energy energy independent we now have an artificial energy shortage based on policy so when yeah. when government decides what they're going to distribute and how they're going to distribute it you can almost be guaranteed there's shortages right now over in east germany the the people that were spying and stuff were called the stasi correct yes Right. Secret police, right? Secret police. But they were citizens. Yes. And they sometimes they were your own family, your own friends. That's why you really couldn't trust anybody. And that is the secret of keeping this kind of dictatorship going. You really can't trust anyone. And to get ahead, since we all had pretty much the same salary, we all were not paid actually for the work we were doing, the only way to get ahead was if you were spying, because then you would get special privileges. So a lot of people felt compelled to to just spy on their neighbors uh, just to get ahead a little bit. And when the COVID thing started here, that is what got my attention. When they were saying, you need to report your neighbors if they are not sticking to to the lockdowns, if anybody leaves their house without being allowed to, I thought, oh my God, is it really possible that after only a few short years, we are back to what we just left behind when the wall came down by now. But you're talking about here. In the United States, we're living or beginning to live what you lived behind the wall in East Germany. Yes, that people are offered special privileges if they talk about other people, what they are doing or shouldn't be doing. And that, that is how dictatorships work. You bribe people to... To talk about the neighbors, turn them in. I talk about you all the time. Yeah, I, I so know. Well, yeah. I appreciate it. A lot of people do, actually. Yeah. No, no offense, but the worst uh, class of people you can have uh, running your economy uh, are politicians and the state. And, and when they intervene, uh, I'm going to guess that the party members in East Germany never had any trouble getting blue jeans when they wanted them. Just the mess you of know, people. They were out. You couldn't wear blue jeans. You wouldn't be accepted because then you were a rebel. Well, but but they could also stuff. Rebel yeah. and blue like jeans. a car. Stuff were they sh- driving cars? Well, you know that that's interesting that you would ask that. We couldn't just go to the store and buy a refrigerator. You had to kind of wait for several years before you would get a new one. You had a little old one, sometimes even pre-war, but um, you couldn't just go and buy this kind of stuff. You could not just go buy furniture. For a car, you had to wait between 15 and 20 years. And um, so just to gain little privileges, people would have to be true to the party, Social Communist Party, and also spy on the neighbors and work for the Stasi, and that's how they would get In which case, you didn't wait 20 years. Right. That being the point. So if your neighbor got a new car right away, you knew to stay away from that neighbor. You know, that's an interesting point we never thought of back then, but yeah, that's true. But a lot of it was behind closed doors. They had nice furniture. They would be able to travel to places within East Germany normal people would never see. And um, 
that you couldn't tell that right off the bat. Or they had a, a color TV, which normal people wouldn't have. You know, it's these little privileges that were just out of the ordinary. Wow. And yeah. for that, they would just spy on the neighbors and turn in their fellow countrymen. Now, you just got back. You and Alan just got back from a trip to Germany mm -hmm. a few days ago. So what was it like? What's changed? What's, what's your impression of Germany at this moment? Well, sad to say uh, the Germans are very compliant with the COVID restrictions. They seem to believe what they are being told, that the vaccines are safe, that they have been researched, that they have been uh, tried, and that the government promises them they wouldn't give them anything that is not safe. Yeah, they've and they they've are told them over there that it's been government. researched for years. Yeah, I've for been years. reading up yes. on, yeah. And everybody I've been talking to in my own family, friends I knew for over 30 years, which were self-employed, uh, successful businessmen, uh, all of a sudden they believe this. And my only answer why they do is because they can just not imagine that their government is lying to them. Now, is Germany in a lockdown state at this moment? or It's, it's, it's not locked down as in curfew. I, I don't think there was any no, curfew no, either. No. But if you wanted to go into a grocery store, if you want candy store. I don't know why I'd go there. I don't know. <laughs> Ice cream store. Ice cream store. Yeah. You know, restaurant, grocery store, anywhere. Notice everything centers around food. food I don't you. understand. It's, it's, it's crazy, isn't true. it? I was going to go to a jeans store, but why? <laughs> and so there's signs on the doors of every store, and it was the three Gs. Now, I don't read German, so I don't know what it, you know the actual words were, but you could not enter any store unless you had a mask, and your vaccine passport. So they have vaccine passports there. Yes. Yep. And yes. you have to show it you, you don't go in. And yeah. when you're out walking around outside, they kind of lax up on the mask thing. But if you look around, most people riding a bike out in the middle of the woods are wearing a mask. Most people everywhere were wearing masks outside. But you could not go into any store, any restaurant, grocery store, nothing unless you had your vaccine passed. So everyone's probably been vaccinated. Over there, the majority of the people, I think, have. But yes. yeah. they, they still have a high rate of COVID. Oddly. And death. Oddly enough. Well, I, I don't know how that happens. That's it's the fallacy. It's all unvaccinated now. Yeah. It's all yeah. be blamed on them. Well, it, yeah, it's being blamed on them. Well, I mean, the unvaccinated people killed Colin Powell, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was only, what, 89 80, or 87 yeah, with, with, with blood cancer, cancer or something. Like yeah, but yeah. When, when you look at the data for all, all of this COVID stuff, you see that, you know, the government is unable to <coughs> control it the way they want to control it and claim that they're going to end it if just everybody gets vaccinated. Yeah, well, they're using it to control us. Yeah, they've acknowledged, they and they to. had in the beginning, that vaccination doesn't guarantee that you won't be infected. Uh, it doesn't guarantee that you can't pass the infection. Um, but when you look at the data, probably 80 to 85% of the people who have died with, I'll say, with COVID, I don't know how many of them have actually died from COVID because they have all of these other comorbidities, but it's in an age group of 65 and up to into the 90s. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's certainly, you know, deadly for some in that age group. And, so is the and, flu. And, and, and well, absolutely. Well, it's, it's probably more prevalent than the flu, but uh, well, we don't have the flu anymore, so I'd agree. Well, so uh, I guess the bottom line is that government really can't control 
a virus. Yeah. The virus does what it wants. The virus exactly. will mutate. It will continue to mutate, and and that's the way it works. Yes, I agree. I see under uh, President Biden uh, more deaths in 2021 from COVID than in 2020 under the Trump administration. And that was after the vaccine came out. Yes, and that was after the vaccine came right. out. Which, by the way, was developed in the Trump administration. Right. No vaccine was ever developed as rapidly as that vaccine was developed, uh, in spite of the fact that people like Dr. Fauci were saying it would take 10 years or more to develop uh, a vaccine for it. Can anyone name one time Dr. Fauci has been right in his entire career? Just one time. Well, well our last guest, Vic Baker, said if you wait five minutes, Dr. Fauci will correct himself. So it's kind of like... <laughs> well, he did predict it's that like there Florida would be a weather. pandemic during yeah. the Trump administration, so he was right on that. He was right on that, yes. He created it, though. He helped create yeah, it. But, I mean, you know, that's, that's minor. <laughs> um, so uh, any last words about America and freedom as opposed to communism and no freedom? Well, yes. Um, the individual is very important, and that's what the Americans are losing here because everybody is now being taught through COVID. We have to do it for the better good of everybody. But this is not true because you can only decide as an individual what's good for you. And then in the composition altogether, it's good for the greater good. But if you have to do things you don't want to do as an individual, it's not going to serve the greater good. All right. So well people have to be very careful not to lose sight of them. Well, thank you for being with us today and sharing uh, what it's like to grow up in a communist country. My pleasure. Um, Glad you're here in America. Me too. Uh, Alan needs somebody who takes care of him. So it makes great desserts. Makes great desserts. <laughs> I want to remind everyone to visit our website, flagler4trump.com. That's flagler4.com. And check us out. Our meetings are every third Monday at the VFW, starting promptly at 6.30 p.m. Ed, Mike. Goodbye. You're Mike. You're, you're, you're Alan. We're saying goodbye. Thanks, folks. <laughs> goodbye. The Future of Flagler is sponsored by the Flagler Trump Club. Our meetings are every third Monday, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the Palm Coast VFW. Visit our website, flaglerfortrump.com. That's flagler, the number four, trump.com to learn more. Let's make America great again.